Hey, welcome back, Finn fans, to week two of your NFL season, which means week two of Finns in the Sea. I am Jeremiah Hensley, brought to you by the great people at FLTeams.com for all things Florida sports, especially now you got your college uh, football in full swing, the NFL just getting started, all good things, a couple of baseball winding down. Don't know if there's meaningful baseball in Florida, but if any kind of baseball, we're still there for you. Um, back for week two of Fins in the Sea. Uh, as I mentioned, Jeremiah Hensley. You can find me on all the socials at jfrog817, your favorite amphibian swimming in a pot of dolphins. So, hey, we're going to take a, a little time this week. We'll break down last week and then look forward to what we have coming up this Sunday, which is an extra special game for me. Your boy will share that with you a little bit later. So, looking back, <clears throat> look, Dolphin fans, I, I wish I got as excited nowadays about beating the Patriots as it used to be, right? Um, bottom line is th- this ain't, you know, this ain't the Patriots from five years ago. Well, what do we say? This ain't Tom Brady's Patriots, okay? Even then, the Dolphins had a great record at home against the Patriots. So, um, you know, all in all, I-, I would say the first game was efficient, okay? Um, I'm not going to go too far off the ledge one way or the other. I'm going to tell you things I liked and things I didn't. Um, things I liked, two was 23 for 33, 270 yards and a touchdown, okay? Um, a rating of 104.4. You know, they, you can't, that that's good. Tua played well. Um, what I didn't like, we'll flip on the other side of Tua, is in the fourth quarter when we're up two scores, I'd love to see a little more uh, savvy, uh, a little smarter play with the ball. There were a couple times we got really sloppy in the fourth quarter, threw a couple balls where he should have just ate the sack. The defense was dominating. New England wasn't moving the ball. No reason to get in a rush or a hurry. And, uh, you know, one mistake like that can turn a game. And New England's defense isn't awful. They're not great. They're not the New England defense of old either. So, um, you know, the offensive line got a little banged up as the game went on, which that's always a worry, right? That was something when we saw Teron Armstead, everybody thought, here it comes. You know, now the Dolphins' offensive line will come together and, you know, Connor Williams and everything. And now we're starting to see some some banged up there. Um, didn't really like it. You know, I felt like Tua got some pressure on him. But that, that wasn't the biggest thing with all of this, right? Um, Tyreek Hill, I love how... Uh, we're keeping them in motion and just moving the offense around in general. Um, Mike McDaniel, if we sat back and watched, this is definitely a much more exciting Miami offense than we saw last year. And that's awesome. I mean, because it's one thing to have speed and and have that across the field, but how do you create mismatches? And when you see the amount of motion um, with guys coming in and out, the shifts that are happening, um, I think finding that, is going to be key to what we do moving forward. Uh, the key to that, and, and a great example, is the Jalen Waddle touchdown. When you watch the motion and Tyreek going the other way and the safeties have to respect it and roll, and then all you got to do is be accurate across the middle like Tua was, Jalen Waddle takes it to the house. You don't need again. You don't need to throw it 40 to go 40. Um, so, you know, that, that was nice. Um, troubled a little bit with the run game. You know, 23 carries for 65 yards, less than three yards per carry. Um, Edmonds led sort of the, the way in the backfield. We Everybody kind of expected that. Only 12 carries, but 25 yards on those 12 carries. 
that that bothers me a little. Um, but where Edmonds did pitch in, and, and we did kind of expect that as well, though he had four catches for 40 yards. So all in all, 65 yards total offense from, uh, well, I guess what we would deem our starting tailback. Didn't see a lot of Gasicki. Didn't see a lot of, uh, of Wilson. So those things are, you know, Cedric didn't really make an appearance much. Gasicki uh, wasn't on the field a lot. I mean, he was losing a lot of snaps to Durham Smythe. And uh, I wonder if that's going to be a sign of things to come as we move forward, just things to watch on this offense. I think we do need to be able to run the ball with a defense that plays as well as this Miami Dolphins defense does. Uh, being able to control the clock, ground it out or grind it out at the end of games is going to be crucial. It'll keep us away from those those areas where Tua made the mistakes that he made uh, near the end of the game. And I say mistakes. I mean, look, he's still young. I get it. But this is going to be the last season we can use that. It truly is. Um, I don't know if you guys all saw it or not, but there was a day where it all kind of hit the fan. And uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was asked, um, you know, what Tua needs to do in order to be, you know, that that quarterback. And um, very insightful, as we could only imagine that a uh, Ivy League grad who's been in the game this long would be able to say. And um, it was plain and simple. For you to be an elite quarterback in this league, you have to do one or two things better than anybody else. You have to be elite at one or two things that are your strength. And what he saw with Tua is accuracy and anticipation. And, you know, that Jalen Waddle throw that ended up in the touchdown is a great example of that. That's a great example of hitting him in stride with anticipation across where he can make that, cut it upfield, and take it to the house. Now, for every one of those, though, you saw bad decision-making in the fourth quarter, chucking balls up in the air. Also saw him come off a couple of reads really quick and go to the check downs out of the backfield. Um, things that we need to get better at and progress. All in all, there's not a lot to be hateful or hurtful about. Big win over the New England Patriots. The defense did what we thought they would do. Um, you're going to hear me say this name a lot throughout the year, man, and I kind of mentioned it a little bit, but Brandon Jones. Brandon Jones leading the way, the other safety, right? Javon Holland, Hollywood gets all the credit on this stuff, which he should. The hell of an interception, um, probably pass interference, but great interception to stop that first drive from the Patriots. Um, but Jones with 11 tackles leading the way, had a sack, um, got in, you know, putting some pressure. Ogba got a sack, um, you know, the Phillips forced a fumble, which was great. And then welcome to the team, Melvin Ingram, scooping up the, the one of those fumbles and taking it back in for a touchdown for the defense to get a score. Special teams, Jason Sanders did a fantastic job. Um, again, comforting to know that he can roll out there in 45 to 50 yards and we feel okay with him again. Um, special teams-wise, you know, field position wasn't awful. Uh, the punting game still come a long way. And, you know, all in all, again, this was all serviceable. I think this game was, was, was well played. You know, um, Miami was 6 for 14 on third downs, 1 for 1 on fourth. Um, the one troubling that will jump out to me here, though, is we're 0 for 2 in the red zone. Can't keep coming out of the red zone with field goals. And, uh, you know, this New England Patriots offense is going to struggle all year. I'd love to say it was all our defense, but there's just not playmakers on that, that side of the ball for them. You're not going to get away with kicking field goals with guys like Lamar Jackson on the other sideline. And um, so, you know, that, that's kind of our look back on the recap of, of what we saw in week one. Week two. Our Miami Dolphins travel just south down the road from your boy here to face the Baltimore Ravens in M&T Bank Stadium. 
in the home of purple camo and ray lewis worship it's uh one of my least favorite fan bases in all of the nfl for multiple reasons and one of those is probably because the last four times that miami has come into baltimore miami sits a nice big fat zero and four not just zero and four but in those four games at baltimore since 2005 have been outscored 134 to 39 that has been ugly now i mean our overall record with the, you know against baltimore has not been good um hopefully last year was a turning point for us um with the 22 to 10 win where we kind of exposed lamar jackson hopefully that's where brandon jones is going to play his part this week in javon holland and uh but you know even at home uh we we've over that same time period gone two and two um and even at home being outscored 110 to 60 so overall since 2005 the dolphins in the eight games against the ravens are two and six being outscored by an average of 30 to 12 244 to 99 um this is a ship that needs to get righted for so many reasons and and so i finally decided this is how i'm going to do this right i'm going to break this i'm going to take one on the, the, the chin here for dolphins fans i figured out a way to break this curse your boy, Jay Frog, is going to be going down to the game on Sunday. I'll be doing some little broadcasts, some reports for FL teams. But more importantly, I'm going to be there to cheer on our Miami Dolphins. And I'm bringing the tadpole. My little guy, soon to be seven years old, will be going to his first Miami Dolphins football game. Just father and son going into the land of purple camo to hopefully break this streak of nasty, nasty games at Baltimore. Um, in truth, look. I think we're going to be okay here. Um, I think, again, um, that the speed on the offense is a difference. You know, one play broke that game open, and one play can break it open again. Tyreek Hill has to be respected on every play. We haven't had a wide receiver that's had that or anyone on our offense that had to be accounted for in a very long time. So when that happens, that takes your number one focus there. And when number two can be Jalen Waddell or even guys like Raheem Mostert or Chase Edmonds who have the ability to take it to the house, we've got a chance to make some plays. On the flip side of that, Baltimore doesn't – I don't see the same. I don't see playmakers in Baltimore. Um, Lamar Jackson, yeah, he's a playmaker. Week one against the Jets, um, you know, they, they beat the Jets. It was pretty much mediocre in the same way that the Dolphins' win was mediocre. Lamar Jackson only carried the ball six times. Um, I think that probably changes. Kenyon Drake was leading the way for him. As of right now, I'm sitting on Friday. We still do not have a full determination of J.K. Dobbins. I think that makes a big, big difference. Um, you know, it's going to be a completely different offense if J.K. Dobbins is good to run as opposed to having to account for Kenyon Drake. We all love the Drake. Um, he was our guy when he was in Miami, but, but he's, no, he's no a healthy J.K. Dobbins. Um, so he was a full participant today, but still listed as questionable. We probably won't know till kickoff if he's going to play. But wide receiver-wise, um, I think our secondary is beyond talented enough to, to hold it down. Nick Needham did a great job having to step in on the outside corner last week. I think he is more than capable of covering the Ravens' number one um, receiver, let alone if you have Xavier um, shadowing that down. It's really, we should be able to man these guys up, which means we can pin our ears back. Didn't get a ton of pressure. Um, Pat's O-line is not bad. Um if anything, on the offense, is probably one of their strengths. 
Um, but we need to get more pressure uh, and make Lamar feel it the same way that we did last year. That's why I really love Brandon Jones having sort of that coming out party in week one, showing again what he can do. Um, you tie that up with Javon Holland and uh, our, the undrafted uh, rookie safety, uh, Koku who was playing absolutely out of his mind as well. So the secondary for the Dolphins is a strength. The receivers are weak for Baltimore. Mark Andrews, tight ends give us trouble. Mark Andrews is a big body, can run routes. Um, that's going to be a Landon Roberts. I mean, a Landon Roberts is, is really going to have to lock in on this and cover. Um, you know, I'm really hoping that what I don't see is some stuff that I saw in week one, which is dropping Jalen Phillips into coverage. Jalen Phillips is not ready for coverage in the NFL. He gets exposed every time it happens. That's not where he needs to be. Um, so hopefully, you know, maybe one of those safeties, since we're not worried about the outside, can pay a little more attention to the middle of the field, keeping an eye on Andrews and, um, and tighten that up. Again, Kenyon Drake, I think we handle well. Um, the Dolphins with a stout front line. Christian Wilkins and the guys look great up front on Sunday. I think they do it again. And, you know, we hold tight and hold Lamar uh, in a pocket, right? And then if you've got Holland or you've got Jones either coming off the side, uh, cutting his field in half or containing him and spying, I think, again, let Lamar beat us with his arm. I don't think that can happen. I do think this is an opportunity for the Miami Dolphins to go in and right the ship against the Baltimore Ravens coming out of this, which would be great because, look, the next two games, man, you're talking Buffalo and Cincinnati, not trying to look ahead. Everything again this year, you guys remember, I'm trying to tell you I'm uh, tempering my expectations and trying to stay calm and and one at a time with this. So one game at a time. uh, Exercising this Baltimore demon would be a big, big thing. Plus maybe, maybe. We might actually create another Finn fan for life. And, and if so, I got a feeling if things keep going the way they're going now, my son's Finn fandom is going to be a hell of a lot more enjoyable than mine's been for most of my time. But um, so there's the thoughts. I, I do think Miami, um, you know, probably going to be a close game. Um, you know, we'll see hopefully some growth from the offense, get a couple more playmakers involved and just two of playing smart. That's all we need. The offense doesn't need to turn it over. We turned over New England three times, winning the turnover battle. Baltimore didn't turn it over, but they were playing the Jets. Um, winning the turnover battle is going to be a big, big thing. That's nothing new or genius drop for NFL knowledge, right? Win the turnover battle, win the game. We need to play smart, um, be able to control the clock, but really just maintain Baltimore, as much as I hate them, the crowd does get loud. They get into it, and uh, hopefully this younger team is still going to be able to weather that. Um, you know, this is this is a chance, though, because we need to write this in Baltimore. You know, uh, since Baltimore took us out in the Wildcat year in the playoff, it's like they've just had that number, and Miami needs to step up and get through this one. Um, nothing would be sweeter than for me to be able to enjoy that win with Tadpole sitting on my side there. Um, we got to get him some dolphin gear. We'll get there a little early and get him geared up. But, hey, I enjoy everybody being here. Make sure you keep checking into FL Teams. Check me out on TikTok. Um, if I'm not at games, I'm usually doing some stuff on Sundays, a little football thought, in-game drop-in videos. Uh, Twitter, everywhere else, jfrog817. flteamscom has got all your social medias. A great, great job right now of everybody covering all the sports that's going on in Florida. It's football season, y'all, and FL Teams is on top of it, even including the young goat, Edelman, 
taking over for some high school football, covering uh, you know local teams and, and doing some play-by-play. And just really, man, great things going on at FL Teams. Make sure you also jump in and check out our newest podcast. You saw it drop last week, Married with Picks. For all y'all folks out there who gamble on the NFL, I know that's unheard of, right? Check out Steve and Jackie bringing the uh, husband and wife perspective and and giving you locks and winners all weekend long. FL Teams has got everything that you need football-wise covered. Um, Come check us out. On Wednesdays as well, myself, Jeff McAlino, this Wednesday kicked off the NFL Power Rankings, which we hope to continue doing on FL Teams Live on Wednesdays. Make sure you find us, join in, send in your rankings. Hey, the more this is a giant community, the better and more fun it is for all of us. So we look forward to interacting with all of you throughout the season. Let's all just pull a little extra hard. Maybe keep an eye out for your boy up in the stands while our Miami Dolphins do the best that they possibly can to get rid of this Ravens flock. We don't want any of those move those chains, move those chains. Let's hold those chains, all right? Get them off the field on third down. They didn't do a good job against it with New York. I know they were two for 14 on third down against against the Jets. We're better than that. So let's really win this field position battle, come in, not make mistakes, and hopefully I'll be able to share with you folks a little bit of insight and maybe even a little interview on next week's Fins in the Sea with the little man talking about his first experience at a Miami Dolphins football game. All right. Hey, I really appreciate everybody's time. Look forward to getting back with you. Everybody tune in 1 o'clock on Sunday. Let's do this. Fins up. Time to get rid of this purple camo monkey on our back. Let's do this. Jay Frog.